Hi, hello, welcome to our podcast, Queerful Fears. I'm your horror enthusiast, Sydney, a bisexual they, them, femme. And I'm your scaredy cat, Elsie, a queer trans woman. This is a queer center podcast exploring different types of horror media, including our thoughts on the plot, themes, visuals, and impact from our various perspectives as someone who grew up loving horror. And someone who grew up too scared to watch any. As well as, and maybe most importantly, how it is relatable or impactful from our queer perspectives. So welcome and thanks for being here. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, same. I was really tired today. Me too. Yeah. I think I had a kind of a busy week. Yes, you did. You know, I was tired too, and I tried to take a nap, but I was interrupted by the strangest sound that seems to be plaguing us He's still. He's walking away. You son of a bitch! <laughs> gonna re- she was gonna record Kismo's whining. Because he was currently whining. You might be able to hear him. He's looking for food. You little skank-ass man. Give it to him in the other room, though. Oh, I'll give it to him. I'll give him a knuckle sandy. So true. We recorded on Sunday, and then Monday night we went to a Pinterest party where we did a little crafty craft. That was nice. I got books. I felt very good after being there. Sydney got books using my library card because they already filled theirs up. That wasn't why. Did you think that was why? Oh, wait, no, that was later. That was the later night. Wait, no, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Why did you use my library card? Because I didn't want to go back to the car and get mine. I thought you said you had already checked out books on yours. No. Where are the books? Where are the books? Where in our home are those books? No, I just said I forgot mine. Okay. (laughs) The drama of it all. (laughs) Then I went to a housewarming slash birthday party Wednesday. Tuesday night, we watched a film. A film and it was pornographic no it was not it was this one that we're talking about tonight um which one's that i was gonna say when we segued into it okay i thought that was a nice swag way but i'm not done okay swag way swag way swag way sure friday i we ended up having a casual night and then yesterday was very busy wasn't thursday when you did the crafting oh my god yeah, why isn't that on my Google Calendar? I know I did something. Yeah, I went over to my mom's Thursday night and we did crafts. Yeah. I fucking knew something happened. Why didn't I have that down here? My week was pretty much exactly the same, except on Wednesday I went to a different birthday celebration. Yeah, and you didn't go with me on Thursday. Yes. On Thursday, I played online video games for the first time in forever, and it was delightful. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about your thing you went to Wednesday night? No. Okay. I'm glad you had a nice time then. Yeah, it was nice. I love Red Robins. I love I love just sprinkling all of that fucking sodium up on them unlimited fries that they say are unlimited, but it really means you can get them once every 45 fucking minutes pretty much. It does take a while when you ask for more. <laughs> then yesterday we went to like a trans holiday party, John, and that was nice because, I don't know, we got out of the house we were just, like, busy earlier in the day, too. I went grocery shopping. You know, the the works. I did my makeup all pretty. I did my hair. Can you say something? No. Okay. You looked gorgeous. Oh, so you hate me. I don't like the accent. Only I, I'm allowed to do it. I am the accent. So you hate me. Mm. Only you're allowed to do me. But it was nice, and then we got little cakes from this vegan spot that is excellent, and then when I got home, my dad was here picking up my brother, and then we talked to him, and yeah, 
it was just like a really full day and I got to bed late and I cleaned all day today because it's a Sunday and then I was supposed to go to this little shop but the plans kind of fell through but that was okay because then I got incredibly tired and took a nap for the first time in several weeks. Saying I cleaned all day because it's a Sunday should probably clarify Sundays are our cleaning day. People understand. Okay. I wouldn't, but that's just me, I guess. That was kind of my explanation, though. It's a Sunday, so I cleaned all day. Okay. Thanks for snorting over top of my speaking. Ew. Stop. I'm going to cut out all of the sounds she's making, and I'll just leave in the ewes. So that's what I'm ewing at, because she's being fucking disgusting. It wasn't that gross. Sydney's dramatic. It would not have sound good, though. It is probably good that I was cut People out. have phobias, and you're inconsiderate. I'm sorry. Do you have any horrors of the week besides sounding disgusting? How? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Mine was anxiety. And some personal stuff I'm not going to mention or go into detail about because it's not my place, but I had a rough day. I was inconsiderate to somebody, so that was kind of horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Time for your ASMR. Oh, that was terrible. Why are you ASMRing? Get that away from there. Put a liquid up to the microphone. I put my pussy up to the microphone and I popped it. Oh, good thing it's dry as a fucking cave. Dry my puss puss. Caves are damp. I don't know why I said that. Some caves are... No, you're right. Caves are damp. Dry as bread. Alright, we really delightful. What a great intro. Uh, yeah, also on Tuesday we watched a film. It was Krampus. Woo! Woo! Festive. Festive times. I know Weinoxen film. What? I know Weinoxen film. Elaborate. Oh, that's a Christmas film. But in. But auf Deutsch, bitte. Can't wait for someone who to just cringe at how badly. That would mean that somebody would have to listen to this. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so freaking funny. Anyway. Yeah, Krampus came out in 2015, and stop sniffling while I'm talking. I'm trying my best. Krampus came- my fucking shoulder. Krampus came out in 2015, and we are going to be talking about that today. So, of course, spoilers ahead. Yeah. What are your general first impressions? This was both of our first times watching this, right? Yes. Okay. It was pretty much exactly what I expected with one high note. Really? I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be trash, and then it immediately wasn't what I thought it was. Oh. What did you... I don't know what you thought it was going to be, then. I had no idea it had actual people in the cast. Oh. I thought it was, like, genuine B-movie. Like, I didn't know what it was at all. No, I remember this movie getting hyped a lot. I knew it had actual actors. I don't. I remember a little bit about people saying, oh yeah, this movie's coming out, and then someone did a makeup look. That I watched for Krampus, and I was like, neat. Is that all you had to say? Yeah, it was pretty much exactly what I expected. Weird. Subpar and not that good and damn, not, not good tonally. Damn. Except for the one high note, which we'll get to later. Um, a lot of people like this. I, I kind of get it. I understand it as a fun movie to watch that's campy during Christmas time. But, I mean... Yeah, I wouldn't say it's any kind of, like, masterpiece of the art. Yeah. Because it wasn't... It didn't feel intentionally campy, is the thing. You don't think so? No. 
Did oh. you think it was? Well, I saw that it was labeled a comedy when we went to watch it. Mm. Um, I will say that it's been said before. Balancing a comedy horror to be right at that place that it needs to sit to be good at what it's doing is like really difficult to achieve and it also varies what you want from person to person so i think some people like the balance here i think it was missed i think the comedy i think the fact that you watched it and didn't realize it was being comedy says a lot and also i think i think it just didn't have that right balance there were definitely funny moments but it just it didn't hit the there wasn't a pacing about it that felt correct that's the thing. Does that make sense? Yes. I felt like the comedy was much more centered around, like, my example I go to with what their intentional comedy was, was, like, the gingerbread men, which, like, yeah, they were kind of funny, but that felt much more, like, family comedy to me. Like, oh, it's silly that this big man's being attacked by these little gingerbread men. Oh, yeah. What was this rated? I was going to say that it kind of seemed like a family kind of movie, but some of it doesn't. It is PG-13. Okay. But so scrubbing's. Technically. <laughs> would have been. So not technically. Gremlins was in fact not technically PG-13. It would have been if they had the rating. Yes, but that's not what technically means. <laughs> yes, it is. No, that's the opposite. Technically, it sits at a place where it should be a PG-13 rating. Yes, that is correct. That's what I said. Technically, it's a PG movie. That's what... Eat my dick. Uh, but we chose this movie because it's that it fits that holiday horror theme. Like, we already started with Gremlins. I don't think we have... I think these are the really the only two we're going to do, though. Because I don't have a movie picked out for next week. And we didn't talk about it. And I also have no idea when we would watch a movie this week. Next week, we're going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Did you like it, though? Eh. I'd rewatch it. I would rewatch it every Christmas. Really? I think it'd be funnier. Every... I think that's all it's for. You rewatch it every Christmas. You yes. watch it every Christmas? I think I watch it every few Christmases. Okay, that's fair. Um, I did like it, though. I did find it enjoyable. I had a good time. Especially when we kicked it up a notch. I did roll my eyes at several points. And I was kind of like, where are we going here? Yeah. Um, And then we got like a pivotal like creature introduction moment. And I was like, now we're fucking talking. That was the highlight for me, by the yeah. way. I would also say like... The only personal impact I have with this, and it's more of the concept of Krampus, is that I took German in uh, middle school and part of high school. But it was mainly in middle school that I remember learning about the traditions, especially around the holidays in German class. Yes. And so, you know, I remember learning about Krampus and, and various other entities. But also, like, Krampus is actually an Austrian folklore mm. mainly in its origins but i do have some krampus lore to talk about just to give a basis for the creature and to get us into the holiday spirit mm. but first i just want to give some other general information okay starter info would just be that it was directed by michael Dougherty. uh he did godzilla king of monsters trick-or-treat infamously and hopefully one day trick-or-treat too um. as we've been promised for several years now is it not Michael Darty? Darty? Sorry, I... It looks like Duggerty to me. Okay, I dated somebody with that last name and it was pronounced Darty. Dordy. I don't know how I would know that. I'm gonna look it up. You take that as you will, everyone. And then it was written by Todd Casey, Michael Duggerty, and Zach Shields. 
Todd Casey would have worked mostly, more so on animation, actually, such as Wander Over Yonder, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and Centaur World, just to name a few that I'm familiar with. And then Zack Shields also worked on Godzilla King of Monsters and then Godzilla vs. Kong. So really interesting that they then decided to do this. Although, I guess with Godzilla and stuff, your creature feature makes sense. It's like a classic being that they're transforming. Michael Doherty. Doherty? Doherty. Oh, is that what you were saying? Yeah. You said Dottie. Darty. Darty. Dodie. Dodery. What did I say? Dodie? Doherty. Doherty. Michael Doherty. Doherty. Stop saying it weird. Doherty. But what I was gonna say is, wait, hold on. He fucking worked on Wonder versus o- Wonder Yonder, Star versus versus the. Fo- I said all these already. Yeah. What about it? Well, those are good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was good too, I guess. But like, I guess no. This would have translated really well to an to an anime medium well a nice chunk of it is too and i was like watching that i was like why isn't this the whole film yeah but i do absolutely adore the special effects of the creatures and therefore i'm glad it was live action yes because when i get that done well i am happy that's a big piece of why i thought it was a fun movie i thought overall it was like decent as a horror actually Mm. especially as a pg-13 one yeah i thought it was decently horrifying in certain moments with these creatures and so that i really appreciated about it but i'm gonna give a little krampus lore to get you in the festive spirit you got your hot toddy yes great so uh just to say right off the bat it's apparently customary to offer krampus schnapps at the holidays so we both made ourselves a little drink I realized that I did have raspberry schnapps, so I have a mistletoe martini, but instead of cherry brandy, it's raspberry schnapps, and then it's just lime juice and vodka. <laughs> and then yours, you decided on a hot toddy, because why not? It was rainy and like kind of snowy out today, actually. Yeah. So it's perfect, which if you don't know, a hot toddy is just like whiskey with some type of sweetener and then like lemon juice and hot water. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like a tea, but with whiskey, which is nice. Cozy festive. So Krampus is of Austrian folklore more predominantly, but then also, you know, Austria is right next to Germany. So it's also German. And then um, it it kind of expands across a chunk of like that middle part of Europe a bit Mm. and like the Alpine areas. So on like a yearly basis as part of a celebration in these areas there are things called Krampus runs and it sounds really awful to me honestly I'm glad that I don't live somewhere where it's done because it's like men dress up as Krampus and then run the streets terrifying children and people all night that sounds terrible and wonderful god awful no it doesn't sound wonderful apparently it gets out of hand kind of often that sounds about right because there was a section under Krampus that was like controversy and it was like Sometimes those get out of hand and people will fight back. <laughs> and then it's like brawls in the street and people are in hospitals with broken bones by the end of the night. You mean a planned celebration where people are purposely evil and rude to each other gets out of hand? That's wild. It's what I'm saying. Krampus runs were originally proposed as a replacement for the purge. Once per year, everybody gets all their evil out and does a Krampus run. When was the purge? In old Austrian times. Stop. Other creatures include Yule Goat, which is Scandinavian, 
or Yule Lads. Lads, 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 lads. I believe in the movie, it's like there's 13 lads in total, but we get, if you look at like the fandom wiki thing, there's like two named ones. So there's one, one called Meat Hook, and then I actually have a screenshot. I want to show you what. Are these the elves? What they called the elves? There were elves, and then I, it might have been, but they were. Or were these the ones that were running behind the snowmen? Those were the elves, I think. Those are what you thought were elves? Yeah. Okay, so they're technically, like, they are elves. They're dark elves. But I guess more in, like, the actual lore, they're known as, like, Yule Lads. Because mm. this guy, they have those masks on with, like, the tongues out or whatever. This one is Steckerstar. Steckerstar. <laughs> sure. Also known as Sheep Harasser. <laughs> Krampus and is portrayed by Gareth Ruck. It is one of Krampus's dark elves that arrives to rescue Der Clown near the film's climax. Der Clown. His mask resembles a demonic creature with horns and a flailing tongue. He makes the fighter harasser for Krampus. And there were like a couple, like here's some of the other names. Glugagir and uh, Ruprecht the elf. And it was just like, they didn't go into who all of them were, but they definitely have like, where that hook comes down was most definitely meat hook. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that I talk about later that they named. And it was like the goat. I think it was what I just read you. The goat harasser or whatever. Yeah. So December 5th, which is something I learned about recently, is like St. Nick night. And mm-hmm. I guess that's like a night where your stockings get filled. St. Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about that. And uh, St. Nick rewards well-behaved children while Krampus punishes them. Krampus often punishes them by either having a root, which is those twigs, or or um whatever they're called. Birch sticks? Yes. The birch sticks, or switches. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah, switches. And then I read some other stuff where it was like, Santa might give you a golden stick, but if you were bad, Krampus will give you a normal stick. I think mm. that's more toned down, but really it was that he'd, he'd beat you with a switch, basically. And he would often have, he's often represented as having chains and sometimes bells on him, with their, which they definitely kept within this film. Mm-hmm. Krampus Carton are cards of him that were, are really very popular throughout time. There's like really old ones, but they're still modern day ones. And it basically just has different depictions of him on there. It used to be a lot scarier of mm-hmm. a depiction, but now he's more like chubby cherub looking, I guess, and cute. Okay, so I just want to point out... On I meant the, to look some up to show you. On the notes, you have it listed as Krampus Carton, Cards of the Dude, and I would just like to imagine it's Jeff Bridges depicted on a card. Who? The Dude from Big Lebowski. Jeff Bridges. It's Jeff Bridges, isn't it? I don't know anything about that. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Bridges in the Big Lebowski, and he's called The Dude. I don't know what any of that means. Okay. Thank you. The name either comes from Bavarian meaning of dead or rotten or German meaning of claw when you talk about, I think, just crump um, on its own. It is theorized to be pre-Christian Alpine tradition going like really far back, but I guess there's nothing like written about it. So it's not like super, it has to be theorized. Mm. But by the 17th century, it was incorporated in with the St. Nick celebrations. Oh, also part of the way he looks would just be that he has a basket on his back that is meant to steal children. He puts them in there and then he'll either drown, eat, or take them back to hell with him. And then I also just want to talk about the Perkton creatures that are similar to Krampus, but they follow Perkta. And Perkta is what they actually call that little angel doll thing in this film. 
And so, yeah, I didn't find a lot else. I think the rest are just supposed to be toys mm-hmm. that go kind of crazy. But, like, the, the jestery one is called Their Clown. But I don't think that's... That's not... He's a toy. That's not really based in anything. But Prakta is originally a German alpine goddess, a female figure in West Germanic folklore whose procession, Perktenlauf, occurs during the midwinter period. And she is also allegedly a sorceress who hunts children to disbowl them with a silver knife. I love her. Disembowel them with a silver knife. I love her. Yeah, so that's like part of the what her connections are. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, a lot of them don't get a whole lot of screen time or any kind of explanation, I would say. The only one that gets much of a personality are like the elves or their clown. Their clown, their clown, their clown. Do you have any comments, questions, concerns? Ich liebe den Clown. You love him? Yes. Great. You like him? No, look. Alright, then uh, let's get into that synop and some other little fun facts I have slash what you thought about. Okay. We start out with this big mayhem intro scene of Black Friday. Of Hmm. course, um, an iconic staple of a commentary on the holidays. So it was a single day of shooting in New Zealand in a department store. It was the only on-site shooting they did. Everything else was filmed on a soundstage. Okay. Okay. I don't know what a soundstage is. Like it's a like studio? A set. Yeah, in the studio on a set. Yeah. It wasn't on location for anything. So I guess like all that wintry stuff is like on a set indoors somewhere. Mm-hmm. None of it's authentic. Do you have any comments on this opening uh, Black Friday scene? Because we were saying a lot to each other when we were watching it. Yeah, nothing really stood out, stood out. I didn't write anything down, at least. But I was just going to say that, like, there was a ladder. Like, they opened the doors for Black oh, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, it's like, there have been instances of Black Friday being very dramatic or dangerous, right? Or, like, just ridiculous how many people are in a line. But when you watch it, like... In this fictional reality, in a lot of these movies, it's, like, fucking ridiculous because people usually aren't, like, decking each other in Mm -hmm. every corner of the store. I mean, I was just going to say that, like, we've worked retail. I will say, though, like, this is 2015. Like, this is peak Black Friday getting bad. Sure. But we worked before. Yeah. We worked before the pandemic, which really kind of dulled things back down, which was one small upside. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, where we worked also had security keeping things in place. There are a lot of retail stores that do not have... Really? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I was nervous. I was really nervous when I was actually there as we opened for Black Friday the one year. That's the only time I think I've been there while we were while we opened for Black Friday. And I was really nervous. But it wasn't anywhere near as bad as I had ever been made to believe that it was. I mean, maybe Target it does have a better hold on that, but Jesus. Yeah. But I've heard about people going out. Well, I went out the one year. We went to the... Were you there? We went to the mall. I was not there. You were not there? I was invited, but I was not there. Okay, yeah. It was like my ex, I think, was there later in the night. But we went and visited him at the Target he was working at. I totally fucking forgot he worked at a Target before us. But yeah, he was there on Black Friday. And then we showed up. And we were like, how you doing? But then he got out at like midnight. And then I think we we all left together and then went to the mall. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was crazy. And so we were walking around the mall, but I was like, none of these sales are good. It's just really crowded. Someone complimented my hat. And then I was tired. <laughs> yeah, Black Friday is really... Black Friday used to be really good for really fucking expensive deals like TVs and shit like that. Anything casual or anything like that. 
anything you're not dropping probably close to a grand on, it's practically nothing. Got it. I didn't know. Mm. So I've only participated once or twice. I needed a phone the one year. And my dad was like, we could go. And we like forgot like that it, it was the night of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We didn't think. So we got to the Best Buy. And it was like this line. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, we're not doing this. And I was like, okay, we'll come back in two days. Yeah. And we didn't even know if there was a deal or anything. I don't know why the fuck we went. I just think we didn't fucking think about it. Yeah. But... As someone who's worked retail, I'd love to hear about anyone else's actual horror stories because it was never actually that bad for me. No. It was just funny because it was people walking up to me like, where's the Pikachu Lego set? And I was like, right there. And they were like, and then they just ran off. So people were more rude, but whatever. They were in a hurry to get it before it sold out, I guess. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for the people selling TVs though. That shit was rough. I just stood at the end of an island toys and pointed people in the right direction. They like overstack stuff so enough of it's out. That it doesn't need to be restocked until later. Mm-hmm. But it's boring. <laughs> but, oh, my comment was that there's a they're opening for Black Friday and there's someone out on the floor on a ladder. Yeah, no, that's That gets knocked dumb. over. That doesn't make any sense. That's not the safety protocol. No. <laughs> that's not. People aren't allowed out on ladders on the floor during a normal work day. Yeah. You have to do that shit when it's closed or, you know, before people come in. Or have like 17 cones around it. Yeah, or like just a normal ladder? No, that's normally not out. No. Or it's during like really chill hours, like early in the morning when you have five guests. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. It's called, they're called guests at Target. Stuck with me. Well, when I was shopping Halloween this year at a different Target, they were out, but they were out on those machines. You know what? What's the one that you go up with it? the wave okay maybe it was the wave which is definitely not like that's it's not supposed to be out on the floor but they were setting up for halloween yeah like the stuff that hangs and has to get wired oh, it that... was definitely like the pnl oh i'm sorry that's on the floor all the time now by the way is it yes a co-worker uses that constantly on the floor because like <laughs> there's never enough time for anything anymore yeah especially now yeah so i mean it's up in the air but a ladder a ladder while people are running i don't think so I also can yell at people when they're running. They're not supposed to be. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about this retail horror moment, you know? Mm-hmm. In this scene, we see a child start beating the shit out of another child, and then parents running up, and I was like, oh my god, I recognize those actors. Whoa. And then, uh, after all this, there's like a whole, there's music playing and stuff. It's like one of those scenes. And then they come home. There is a grandma, and we basically get introduced to the family. We've got our father, Tom Angle. He is played by Adam Scott. And then you were like, oh, Adam Scott's in this? And I was like, I don't know who that is. But then I saw him. And he's that mousy-ass face motherfucker. And he's from Parks and Rec primarily, right? Yeah, and Boy Meets World. Yes. And Piranha 3D. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sarah Angle is the mom who's Tony Collette. Yes. Which we know Tony Collette. Everyone's in love with Tony Collette. Yes, obviously. I know who she is, where she's from. I recognize her 100%. She's the mom in The Sixth Sense. She's the mom in Little Miss Sunshine. She's in the Fright Night remake, probably also has a mom. She's the mom in Hereditary. Oh! Which is, the mom in Hereditary is where That's people are like she looked familiar. sucking her dick these days. She was in Knives Out. She's like an aunt in Knives Out that I just yeah, watched. Yeah, yeah, but... and that was really good. She's like... A funny character in that. And then uh, Nightmare Alley as well, which just came out within the past two years. Mm. 
So, of course, and I, so I saw her and I was like, oh, well, I at least know her acting is going to be good no matter what they throw at her, I, I think. Because, like, anything else I watched her and I'm like, yeah, that's her. Mm-hmm. Ain't it? And then we have the daughter, Beth, who's played by Stefania Lavi Owen. And she was in The Lovely Bones and she's Carrie in The Carrie Diaries, which was, like, baby Carrie from Sex and the City. And it was oh, a show. I thought it was about Carrie, like the book. No, Gary. no, no, no. And then Max Engel is played by MJ Anthony, who was in Bad Moms franchise. Okay. I did not recognize him or the daughter. And then we also meet Omi, who is the grandmother, of course, and she's played by Krista Standler. And any other thing I saw her in was like in a different language, a German. It's just German films that she normally does. So she's the Austrian grandmother to the family. And there were actually three other actresses before her. And it all fell through. Oh. Yeah. I was worried you were going to say they all died. No. And uh, Engel, which is the last name of the family, actually means angel in German. Wow. Wow. They certainly aren't treating like angels in this movie. Mm-mm. And then Omi's making cookies. She's like, I love my family. She doesn't say that, but it's in her face. It's in her aura. She she, she has a grandma aura. Yeah, she's very pretty, too. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> this, it's kind of clear pretty quickly that the grandson like has a bond with her, but then everyone else is like, I'm distracted by my own bullshit. And then the dad's like, Oh, Omi, we already bought a bunch of cookies from the store, and she has, like, platters of it that she's whole baking by hand. And I'm like, shut up, shut, idiot. Shut the fuck up, you fucking stupid nerd. Yeah, and then he's like, I have to take calls. And then the mom was like, you said you weren't going to work on Christmas. He said, I wasn't going to go into work on Christmas. I still have to talk to everyone on the phone. I still I have to like, make my silly little falls and calls and giggle with the boys. Yeah. And I was like, useless piece of garbage. And then the mom is like, high strung, kind of, in my opinion. She's like, everything's gonna be beautiful and perfect and lovely, but it's not actually. And I was like, no respect for tradition. Mm-hmm. Omi's trying to get the fucking goods. And the son is like, we watch this film every year. Why We have to watch it. And then they're all like, I'm busy with some dumb bullshit. Which is ironic because it sounds a lot like because they didn't watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, that is what he wanted to watch. I could not remember. Then they're like, oh no, the extended family will be here any minute. We better get the gifts wrapped and blah, blah, blah. But then Omi's like, Max, do you? Well, she speaks in German, like the whole movie, but there were subtitles at this part. She's like, did you write your letter to Santa? And he's like, and then he's like, Omi, do you believe in Santa? And she's like, I believe in the idea of, like, having the Christmas spirit, essentially. And then uh, this fucking ridiculous family shows up, who's, like, clearly the opposite. And it's the mom's sister's family. Yeah. Yeah. So her, her husband, and then their daughters and son. They have a lot of children. And they forget the baby in the car. <laughs> There's the mother, Linda, played by Allison Tolman, who is from the Fargo show. Howard, who is David Koshner. Is that how you say that? Cochner? I, so. I don't know. Cochner. 
uh, Anchorman movies, Get Smart, Final Destination 5, Piranha 3DD, The Office, and The Goldbergs. Yeah, he's on a lot of shit. You would recognize him. I recognize him. I was like, oh yeah, that man. Uh, Daughter Stevie, who is played by Lolo Owen, who is actually the actress who plays Beth's real-life little sister. What are you confused about? Beth's real-life little sister. Oh, the actress's... Yeah. Beth's actress's little sister. Yeah. Okay. Great. Then uh, Jordan, played by Queenie Samuels. I They're like, these kids were not in like anything else. Baby Chrissy, played by Sage Hudenfeld. Howie Jr., played by Maverick Flack. And then they show up with awful Aunt Dorothy, who is played by Conchata Farrell. You know who that is? Did you recognize her? I couldn't place her. I knew I recognized her. Um, I recognize her. She is from... I mean, she plays the same type of role in what she's in, doesn't she? Kinda, yeah. She's the... She's like the housekeeper in Two and a Half Men. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, that's like the big role that we would know her from. She was also played a bigger role on L.A. Law, and she was in Edward Scissorhands, which I don't... I've only watched that once a while ago, so I don't remember. She actually passed away in 2020. Oh. Yeah, she, like, went into cardiac arrest. So I did not know she had passed away since this film. They also bring in their big-ass bulldog named Rosie. She was played by Thor, who's actually a boy dog. Trans icon! What? Um, Thor? That sounds familiar. Has he played? I I couldn't find anything. I looked at the IMDb. Thor? I don't know why I think I would find his fucking IMDb before Chris Hemsworth. I did. I looked into Rosie the dog. I didn't see that she was in anything else or Mm. that he, Thor, was in anything else. Hey, can I tell you that something I found out recently that, like, I should have known? Go on. Do you know Rosie O'Donnell's gay? Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) You're cute. I don't know who Rosie O'Donnell is. O'Donnell. I don't know. I also don't know who Rosie O'Donnell is. (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell is the only interesting to me because she plays the um, Tarzan's best friend gorilla, Turk, in... Oh my god, her. Yeah. She's Turk in Tarzan. Oh, and she was in A League of Their Own. That makes sense. Whoa, is that the gayest film ever? Yeah. Yeah, she had her own TV show at one point. Yeah. She was on The View. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have vague ideas about Rosie O'Donnell. Why do I feel like she's problematic? Yeah, I can't remember if it was that... Oh, Ro- I'm thinking of Roseanne. Definitely problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what I know about Rosie O'Donnell because some of it came from a source that is untrustworthy in my young young age of like not liking her for some reason, but I'm like, there is a really good chance why these other people didn't like her not, uh, mm-hmm. not being aligned with who I am. Yeah. So I don't know. But I love Tarzan. Then they essentially settle in for this really fucking awful family dinner. And then we were both like, this script is mid. Oh, I do want to point out, uh, they fell into the trope, which is, how do we make it very apparent that these children are bad people? How about we make them fat and masculine women? Because that's what they do when they're making children that are considered bad in family films. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're gluttonous even though they're poor. Yeah. I'm just like, actually, they're just little assholes. (laughs) And you didn't have to make them look butch as hell for them to be shitheads. 
Yeah. Yeah, they keep calling him Maxi Pad. And I'm like, I swear to God, I've heard that as a joke in something else before. Oh, yeah, I've heard that so many times. I'm like, can we? Is there a new insult for the name Max? Something wrong with menstruating, everyone? I don't fucking think so. Except that it sucks. Oh, uh, at some point, Adam Scott's character gets called an Eagle Scout, and I just wrote down Eagle Scout is. It's co- at this dinner. Yeah, Eagle Scout is code for being a virgin. <laughs> That's essentially what he's saying, except that they have children. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, an Eagle Scout. He's like, I go out with a big old gun and hunt. And I just like. Obviously, it was meant to make me kind of dislike him, but I was just like, and Adam Scott was like embarrassed about it, or Todd, the dad, and I was just like, there's more to survival than knowing how to shoot a gun, also, which is proved later in the film. <laughs> also, um, Eagle Scouts are trained in firearms. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he said, he's like, I learned survival stuff. He's yeah. like, oh, did you know? And I was like... Learning to camp and start a fire is, like, incredibly important if you're ever without shelter. Mm-hmm. A rich person. Someone in Eagle Scouts rarely needs to know those things, though, too, as compared to the people who don't get to be in those programs. And that's a whole class issue that I'm just not going to get into right now. Yeah. Anyway. it is It is the balance of, like, this family is, like, wealthy, well-off, privileged, blah, blah, blah. And this other family is put off by that. But at the same time, you know, it's that dynamic of them also saying like weird shitty things though too. Mm. But is it just the jealousy coming through? I don't know. And then I just said that I wanted them all to brawl. I I just wanted them all to start fighting each other because they were all just saying the most uncomfortable shit at the dinner table. I'd say, I said, I'd hate Christmas too if it meant seeing that family. Either one of them, honestly. I'd be doomed. Like, there's no way I'd make it past age 12 without Krampus coming to fuck my shit up if that was my family. Well, that's exactly where he was at. Yeah. And she, like, comes out with, like, creme brulees that she, like, paints. Like, that's not easy to make. And she had all these dishes. And sure, it's fancy dumb white lady bullshit. But also, like, she made all this food for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you brought Aunt Dorothy without telling her. And the bulldog that apparently, like, I don't know what they said. I don't know if it's, like, shit's places or what. Mm-hmm. Or, like, eat shoes. I mean, yeah, that's your, your family or whatever. But it was just, like, Aunt Dorothy came in the kitchen and was, like, bitching about the fanciness of the food. And she was like, all right, well, after you cook and clean and do all this shit all week, I'll come to your trailer home and fucking bitch at you for it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well... It's like we don't kind need to of, get classes. There's all, we're all kind of push, punching down here, but also you have a point... That she's being like an ass about it when you're just making the f- fucking food for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, you have the money to feed everyone. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, I would never. I'd be like, yeah, feed me whatever. But as long as it's vegan. But a rich mm-hmm. family would accommodate that, let's be honest. Yes. What do I know? You know so much. You're so smart. Oh, thank you. Um, but it's an awful family dinner. The the These cousins take max's letter and they're bullying him for believing in santa and read it out loud which makes everything more awkward because max essentially calls everyone out on being like unhappy in their marriages yeah and and poor yeah he's like and i hope you just help my other side of the family because they're really sad and they can use help and they're like they're like they're struggling and having a hard time and they're like this isn't fun anymore, guys. Yeah, and then they're like, and then they read quietly. Then and then they're like, "Dad doesn't wish we were boys." And then they start dueling. I don't know. He like loses his shit. Fucking honestly, though, it was funny. <laughs> I wanted them to fight. I wanted him to just start decking people. The I, little kid. Yeah. 
I was pretty excited. Oh, yeah, that was one continuity thing. He, like, got punched, and it's like he's going to get a black eye after, but then he doesn't have one for mm-hmm. the rest of the movie at all. I don't, I don't know if that's Krampus's magic or what we're dealing with here. So Max is very upset about this. He goes upstairs to his room for the night, and then he rips up his letter to Santa, and he's like, fine, I'm fucking over it. And then he throws it out into the the winter air. Once again, proving that found family is always superior to blood family. Typically. And with that, we have summoned Krampus. We have summoned the storm. Oh, no. Yeah, there's a big fucking storm. And then I guess they wake up the next day and it's just being, like, ridiculous. The power is out. Everything's kind of fucked. And then they're like... You know, trying to get a hold on the situation. The delivery man for DHL. That's what it is, right? DHL? Yeah. He still fucking shows up, which is just another comment similar to Gremlins, in my opinion, of the, like, service workers are just still fucking out here, aren't they? No Mm -hmm. matter what. And so he's delivering a package. And then there's, like, a big, weird, like, Santa sack bag on the porch, too. And then... The thing that bothers me is that they're like, rich people get all the random free shit just dropped off. And I'm like, how do you know that wasn't a different delivery? Also, why are you not questioning this or telling anyone that it came? Because it's kind of fucking weird that it's in a sack like that. That's not how your ass gets packages. And they already, I don't know if they already said it, actually. They say something about all of the neighbors being gone not too long after that. I don't know if they don't hear it or what, but I'm like, maybe you should fucking question this. Yeah. I would. I'd be like, what's this sack of shit, my guy? All right. Weird. Mysterious. Really quick, fun game. Pop quiz, what does DHL stand for? Dicks that hurl lasagna. I was going with dick huge lift. <laughs> Delivering huge loads. Fuck yeah, Holy let's hell go. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that was too loud. I'm sorry. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that is what it is? <laughs> it's actually a porn company (laughs) he's dropping off all the dildos we don't have dhl here we were talking about this i don't know if it's something that maybe went out of business because this was i don't even fucking i don't remember ever seeing dhl drugs so we were saying do we just not have those here because then he was like the boys in brown must have dropped those off but that's not how that is not how a fedex is that fedex no who's in brown usps the usps U- U- oh UPS. UPS sorry the UPS does not just drop drop off big old Santa sacks German owned that might have been why they use them specifically absolutely I think I do think they're more uh, corporate than commercial though like I think they do like more business deliveries than I'm wondering what he was dropping off now curious the Santa sack no from Santa from Krampus no he he delivered a box in that Santa sack. No, he said that was already there. He lied. Krampus told him to lie. Is that why he dies them? He's one. <laughs> he's one of the Krampus lads, or whatever. Maybe, maybe conspiracy. You forgot about the fourteenth Krampus lad, DHL man. <laughs> uh, well, this is happening. I think this is before the next day. I wrote these things. She's the the daughter Beth. She scrapes her boyfriend that night. They would have to still be Wi-Fi. So I think it was the night before the storm happened. She Skypes her boyfriend. He's got a big festive bong. Yeah, it has says, a snowman on it. He says, let's get fucking lit for the holidays, man. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. And she her says, boyfriend's played by uh, Seth Evans. What's his name? Seth Rogen. It's not. It's just some teenager <laughs> that I didn't write down because I didn't think it mattered. His name's Derek in the movie. Anyway, 
She's like, I don't think I can get out of this. Sorry. And he's like, damn. And so the next day, she's worried about him then because he's not texting her back. And they're like, the cell towers might have gone out. We also start seeing weird snowmen just popping up in the yard. And they're like, who the fuck would be building snowmen? Yes. All the neighbors are gone. And then Max is like, this is weird. And then she's like, I have to go check on him because he lives a few blocks away. Derek, her boyfriend. And then I said, I would never walk in a storm like that because it is actively blizzarding. Yes. I was like, for no fucking man. No. Ever. Maybe. Maybe she needs to get high. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not a man. No. But maybe a as a sapphic, as a sapphic, you would. No, because you would just stick to writing each other letters. No, I think you'd trudge through the snow. Okay. No, you'd already be living together. She's like fifteen. I don't think so. Mm. Is this when she sees the frozen uh, delivering huge loads guy? He's frozen in his van. At some yeah, point. I okay. was getting that. Okay, I love the way he looks. I liked that part a lot. You did. Yes, that's cool. I just said dead girl walking, and then she sees Krampus. Hmm. So we have a bit of a chase scene here. Is that what he's jumping from roof to roof? I think so. He's from afar still, but it looks kind of cool. And then um, she hides under that truck after finding that he's frozen. Because I think she goes to yell and bang on the door to ask for help. Yeah. But he's dead in there. And I was like, damn, I knew it. Yeah. That man wasn't going to get out of there. And then there's this music box that gets set down where she's Mm -hmm. hiding. And... It starts to do Silent Night, mm-hmm. and then a little weird clown kind of creature pops its tiny little head out, and then she screams, and then we we cut away from that. Okay. Th- we th- don't see her again. <laughs> I feel like saying pops its tiny little head out makes it seem too much like an actual Jack in the Box, because it doesn't go pop. It does like a little wiggle as it's coming up. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of peeks out at her. We don't get... It's quite quick for us as the audience. It's being a goofy little man. A goofy little baby creature, Yeah. Then we cut back to the house. They're like rebonding in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I rolled my eyes at that. I was like, okay, yeah, great. You're forced to be together without electronics and you're bonding again. I saw that the snowmen looked really cool. I had a theory that the snowmen were everyone who was getting taken because then one shows up after that Beth part. I think you're right. I don't know that I am. Because there were way more snowmen that people, than people who got killed. I was assuming that was the neighbors who died. But we talked about this. Most of the neighbors were not in town. But some of them were. Because, like... Derek was several blocks away. So, yeah, some of those houses. But their immediate neighbors, like, a lot of the people in their block weren't there. Mm. That was my theory. So it's, like, this weird bonding thing. But then they get really worried because it's dark out and Beth's not home. And they're like, fuck. Because they said you're only supposed to be gone for an hour when she left. Mm -hmm. Of course, she didn't come back for several hours. And they still didn't do anything. And then Max was like there's this isn't good she's mm-hmm. not back because they were trying to like pull, they were trying to like explain it away i think so they weren't too upset about it but then max was like she's not back and it's dark out and they're like we're gonna go recon because uh todd's like howard how's your truck in this and he's got like a big hunting like, man truck and he's like lucille she can fuck up anything what were you gonna say i was trying to remember her name i thought it was annabelle <laughs> No, I think it was Lucille. You are absolutely correct. It was Lucille. Thank you. Omi's worried. She says, please don't leave. She's so sweet. But he's like, then he talks to her in German, I think, to be Mm. like, it'll be okay. And they leave. They find the DHL truck as well. Beth isn't there anymore, and neither is the DHL guy. The glass is punched inward. That was a different truck. No, it wasn't. This was, that was a snowplow. 
Really? Yes. Oh, I thought we were looking at the DHL truck again. No. Oh, that's what I wrote. Plow. Yeah. Apparently there was a snowplow with the thing punched in. Yeah, that's the snowplow they return to later in the movie. Okay. I thought it was the DHL truck the whole time. No. Okay. So so we kind of cut between the rest of the family at the house and then the dads out doing their recon or whatever, trying to find Beth. And at the house, they start hearing really weird roof noises. Uh, the boy cousin never speaks a word. Junior. Junior. Howie Junior. Howard. Well, the dad's Howard. He's Howie Junior. Howie. They try to explain the roof noises away as being squirrels. And then Aunt Dorothy's like, yeah, they're playing with their nuts. And I literally was like, oh, my God. What a fucking awful joke. What a thing that a drunk aunt would say, though. Yeah, and that's why it's awful. I don't need that. It's at this point I would like to point out. um, We do see Krampus and hear several wolf howls. What wolf was howling? Because none of them. You heard wolf wolf howls? They sound like wolf howls. They we were... had a lot of creatures. Yeah, we heard a lot of howls. Nothing that would howl, though. It was, very... In my opinion, it was implied that it was Krampus howling. Krampus is goat guy. I don't know any goats that howl. He should have been yelling like in that Taylor Swift video that people would make all the time. Like a goat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Krampus would be a lot better if he would yell like a goat. That would be really <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> I don't think it would be as scary. <laughs> Then we go back. Oh, there's like a big crashing sound then. And everyone's just like, yup, squirrels. And I'm like, I would, something just got into your fucking home and y'all aren't going to do anything about it? No, I'd be living that heavy denial life. Yeah, well, I think they want to keep the kids calm too, maybe. And the fact that there's like baby Chrissy is a literal infant too, Mm -hmm. that they're trying to take care of as well with like, they're going to freeze to death. But- Omi's coming in clutch with making a fire. Mm-hmm. That's a blazing. But it's clear when you pay attention to her that she is, like, probably keeping something out by having a fire lit. Yes. Then when uh, we go back to the dads, they end up at Derek's house looking for Beth, but the door was left open. Everything's covered in frost. There's, like, a gingerbread person stabbed to the fridge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, gingerbread murder. And there are hoof prints in the snow. And they're like, okay, we've both been hunting. That's a big print. What the fuck is out here? So then they're worried, right? Mm-hmm. Then they hear Beth, Beth screaming. And they run out. And basically they get lured, in my opinion. And then it's basically Jaws, but in the snow. Yes, but I was going to say, it's more of like a goofy little groundhog going after them. I think it's more like Snow Jaws. I think it's... Or like a worm creature. I think that's Puck's Tawny Phil chasing him down. Puck's it's... Puck's it's what? Isn't that a rooster? No. That's the groundhog. <laughs> I don't know what I said. I knew that. The I, groundhog I don't Puck's pay Tawny. attention to the, to the groundhog. Uh, so we don't really know if she was actually screaming or if it was like something on the, on the mimic of sorts. And then Tom just starts shooting mm-hmm. at whatever's got Howard and is pulling him into the snow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're going to shoot him because he's mostly covered by the snow and he's just <laughs> randomly shooting. And apparently he doesn't normally fuck with a gun. Because the way when he hands him the gun from the back of Lucille, I was like, yeah, he held it like the gayest fruit I've ever seen. (laughs) And I was like, why would you hand him a gun and not, when he doesn't even, the way he is holding it, Mm -hmm. like, you cannot give that man a gun. That that part also pissed me off. I was like, I, like, I know it was fucking probably 18 years ago for this man at this point, but 
An Eagle Scout would not hold a gun that way. Yeah, what the fuck? He was like, you. It's like, you cannot hold a gun like that if you are going with intent to shoot at something. Whatever. At least they didn't have the trope of, this stupid man doesn't know that guns have safeties. Because I was just waiting for him to pull the trigger and Howard would be like, turn off the safety. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do that with the way he was holding it. Yeah. He saves Howard. They get back home, but Howard's leg has a chomp in it. And they're like, what the fuck bit you? Which is also why I feel like it's very Jaws adjacent. I think that's what groundhogs do. Okay. They bite. That's valid. I think there's probably a lot of creatures we could name. Like a little Jaws. I've never seen Jaws. Have you seen Groundhog Day? No. It's a lot like Jaws. No, it's not. It's about time time tomfoolery. Yeah. Is that not what Jaws is about? Yeah. Okay, cool. So then... They're also almost frostbitten, basically, after only being out for, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And they're like, we have to board up the house and stay put because there's some menacing shit out there committing murder. Because they didn't find anyone at Derek's house. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck Beth, I guess. Yeah. But also, I get it. I mean, you have a bunch of other kids you have to protect, so that's a really rough decision. Yeah. While they're out in the snow still, they come back to the Hummer. I think when they're fleeing and it was like fully fucking like scrapped. Yeah, it was like flattened and missing pieces. Yeah, it was, I don't know who the fuck did that, but it was wrecked. Oh, I Maybe with that, the hooves he, he could stomp it out like that. I was going to say like he was like fucking like the best comparison I can have, which is a terrible comparison. But Venom in any of the Spider-Man games, when he when he jumps, it's like a huge leap. And he, oh, you know what? Like the Hulk jumping in like any of those movies. <laughs> And when he lands, yeah. it's just... Because that's what Krampus is jumping from roof to roof looks like. It didn't look just crushed, though. It looked mangled. Like, it looked like the Iron Giant took it and tried to make a sculpture out of it. Yeah. Or bit it, in my opinion. Mm. And the Iron Giant is much bigger. He'd win in a fight, I think, against Krampus. He also has nuclear weapons. I think while the dads are still gone, they also... I don't remember what the moms need to do, but they definitely have, like, a chat. And they ask Aunt Dorothy to, like, watch the kids for a little. My only comment, the only reason this is important is because she tells them how to make a cocktail Mm -hmm. out of, like, hot chocolate or something. And then she lets Howie Jr. try it. Mm. And then I said, free cocktail recipe. Mm. There was some controversy among people about she gave him alcohol. Is she supposed to be a good person? I'm like, like what? Have you not met a drunk aunt during like the holidays? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I bet you would give him a sip. I'm surprised she wasn't rubbing a little bit of rum onto the baby's teeth to put him to sleep. Right. I also wanted to comment on how comfortable it made me that they just kept being like the girls, the girls, 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 and I was just like, you don't just call them by their names. Yeah. Why do you have to call them girls every five seconds? They are so like gay. I don't even. Uh. The dykes. You can be, yeah, whatever. You can be masculine and, like, a hetero woman. I'm just, like, I was, like, stop. There's a good chance one of them probably isn't, though. I mean, the thing is, though, it's very much implied that they're like that because the dad's, like, I want men. I want men for children. Sure, but I'm, like, do we, but it was only the girls. They weren't, like, the boys. It bothered me. I'm sorry. I just, like, I don't like that word, personally, as a non-binary person. But I was just like, ugh, do we have to gender them every person? Do they not have names? Just started getting on my nerves because they did it a lot. Uh-huh. 
then there was like more bonding and I was like fucking cheesy ass heteros making me uncomfy honestly and then oh no they all went to sleep and Howard was gonna guard but he passed out cause he's fucking useless I think he probably also lost some blood yeah (laughs) oh no the fire went out and silent night starts to play then it was really interesting because we kept thinking that just hooves were gonna come down yeah but a hook comes down presumably from meat hook one of the 13 mule lads and then there's a gingerbread man on it and so howie's like of course i guess because he's chuggy chub sorry chunky because he's chuggy chuggy he has to go take a bite out of it and then when he does that the gingerbread man wakes up and screams Mm -hmm. and we're like oh there are other creatures besides krampus because mm-hmm. i kept you know i was like i don't know what's crawling in the snow but i'm like maybe it's krampus obviously with the jester toy box thing we're not sure but it looked like that was a creature so whatever but this gingerbread guy like fully fucking animates and then wraps the chain and the hook around howie and he starts getting yanked up the chimney the whole family struggles to try to keep him but inevitably he is taken tony collette sees the gingerbread also like animate Mm -hmm. so she knows some shit is legitimately going down Mm -hmm. there's also the tree gets set on fire in the process and it's like a whole ordeal and max puts it out and then no one thanks him and we finally get this like help from omi about what this probably all actually is because it's clear she knows more than she's letting on for most of this fucking movie I also got mad because when she starts to speak English, because she's like, I need you all to listen to me. Fucking Aunt Dorothy's like, I knew it, English. And I was just like, she doesn't have to fucking speak English in her own goddamn home. I'm assuming she lives there. Yeah. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, this is the thing. Like, this is the tradition. Like, whatever. So... We get Omi's backstory. It's this whole stop motion side story thing that I really liked. Um, So that was cool because I think it, you know, pays homage to those old. So it does. Holiday. I don't think it looks the same, but I think that's the point. You know what it does look like? Those old Kleenex commercials. Oh my God, you're so right. But that's holiday too. And those were probably also drawing from the old school stop motion holiday cartoons like Santa Claus Comes to Down, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Miser Brothers, etc. There was probably five minutes where I was zoning out from the movie because I was like, what does this remind me of? What is this? And, then, oh. and I thought Kleenex. I was like, oh my God, I'm a genius. <laughs> well, let me fill you in. Uh, she's poor and she's hungry because it's pro- post-World War II in Austria. Mm-hmm. And when she gets bread from the bread truck, uh, some like selfish people take it from her because she's only a child. And then when she goes home, the parents are so mad that she didn't bring home any food that they rip up her doll. Mm. And so she's like, fuck my family. I want them to all disappear. And I am miserable. And she doesn't have the holiday spirit, of course, which makes a lot of sense in this scenario. So Krampus comes and drags her whole family to hell. But she's left behind because she has to i guess continue to tell the legend of him and that he's real so that other people understand that they need to take care of one another and so on so she does a really good job of of telling people that he's real that's what i'm saying like she was left so that she could i you know and i think part of it's people not listening to her yeah potentially but i i was kind of like you should have probably raised him with this story yeah so that he knew because he didn't seem to have any fucking clue and she has a bell that that she then holds out as proof that was from krampus 
I guess, so that you have that proof when you go to pass on the legend. Yes. And also, her family just, like, disappeared. No one, no one was like, whoa, what happened? I wonder. You said it's Austria post-World War II. I'm wondering if Austria was punished or given things you get after the war um, when your country got fucked by the war. Because while they were technically conquered by Germany, they were one of the first countries to be conquered and then, like, fully taken over, so they probably benefited more from the war than... Probably. Yeah. They're pretty tied into Germany. Yeah. I mean, that's where that's where the big guy was from, so... The big guy. That's where the evil guy was from. Then Howard's a fucking asshole. I don't know. He says some shit at one point where he's like, should have gone to my brother's. And then the mom was like, your brother lives in a barn. And he's like, Jesus was born in a barn. And that was probably the only line I really found that funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so true, my guy. But then he's such an asshole and he's like, fuck all this. And then he points a gun at Tom. Yeah. He's like, I like you, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you though? Mm-hmm. Do you though? Because you're in his home pointing a gun at him. So fucking, it doesn't really matter whose home they're in, but like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then they all take a minute, I guess, and they try to make a plan uh, for wh- how to survive this. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he, I, he seems to believe it mm-hmm. pretty much right away. And then he talks to his wife and she's like, well, I saw something, so I'm going to believe it too. Because mm-hmm. uh, better safe than sorry. And I'm like, so true, bestie. Unfortunately, the weird mysterious sack... Oh, yeah, because a lot of the gifts got, like, set on fire when the tree went on fire. Mm -hmm. So then they all kind of get taken up to the attic to be rewrapped for the kids so that they don't see them. But then Linda gets pulled away from doing that to be told about this plan they're making. And we see that these mysterious gifts in this stack are, like, hatching. Yeah. Essentially. And there's some noise. Yard at this point is fucking full of snow people, which honestly looked really cool. And if I ever have a front yard, I kind of just want to build a lot of creepy snowmen. Yes. So I can be like, remember? Remember? Remember when you were a baby? baby. (laughs) And that's all I'll say to people when they come by and then they'll (laughs) leave. Give give little green hats on them. Oh, I saw this fucking TikTok where it was somebody going like, so like, unfortunately... I saw porn of the little little white dude with the green hat. And my dumbass went on Twitter and tweeted this out and didn't realize it. And it was just a tweet that said, People drew fucking porn of me when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a really funny way of phrasing going very bad. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. They needed to put the TikTok of me when I was... Even then, it's hard to... People know what me when I was a baby is. Cause like, yeah. I, I love all the fan art of me when I was a baby. I wouldn't have known about it unless you showed it to me, though. I haven't seen it on my own. Yeah. I did that to my brother last night, and it was really funny. Because he was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> he was Look, like, you're fine. He was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. He was like, is there a person in there? <laughs> not a costume <laughs> can't wait for when there's a horror movie about me when i was a baby <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm 
gonna skedaddle on. This is like that big climactic moment that was very exciting to us that made the film a lot cooler and more interesting and better. So the the girls get got by these hatching creature gifts. Then essentially the family runs up because they hear them screaming and getting dragged off. Mm -hmm. And then this went crazy. A lot happened at once. This is the good part. This is a really good part. They go up there and these incredible creatures just start coming out of fucking nowhere. Not quite nowhere, but, you know, my notes, like, don't make sense. <laughs> my, my personal notes. Uh, I said, ah, the attic jester eating the kids. Incredible creatures. Angel thing. Bear. Robot. Gingerbread creatures with nail guns. And it was just really cool. So when we break it down, there's this, the, the, Assumedly, the thing that came out of the Jack in the Box, Dare Clown, Dare Clown, with Beth is this is huge now in the attic, and its jaw opens and unhinges, and it is eating one of the children, and it looks fucking crazy, and it's basically a big worm thing with the tiny box at the end, and I was like, that's so fucking cool and incredible and unexpected. That goes so crazy. Then this angel thing, which I was saying is Perkta, came, like, down from the rafters and just, like, fucking flew at... I think she started going after Tony Collette, and she, like, tries to stick her tongue in her ear. Yeah. And then Linda's trying to help her kids, because those are the ones getting eaten. And then I think the bear comes after her, and it's this big, scary bear with these huge teeth, and it looks so fucking cool. And then this robot guy goes after Tom. But the angel thing was an animatronic slash rod puppet. The bear was a hand puppet. And then robot, the robot, or TikTok, was also an animatronic. His name was TikTok? Allegedly. (gasps) Then there's three gingerbread men. I think it's Lumpy, Dumpy, and... Uh, something else. I can and go Carl. look. <laughs> they have a nail gun. They're shooting it at Howard. Then they get set on fire and they're running around screaming. And then the dog comes out of nowhere and eats them while they're on fire. Yes. But she's not phased at all. So I guess she's like indestructible. Yes. <laughs> then the angel thing gets like uh, holiday lights and literally strings up Tony Collette by the neck. And she's like being hung. I love it so much. It's fucked up. And then Linda sees that one of the children wasn't eaten yet, so she fucking goes off on the bear, stabs him, goes after the -the jack-of-the-box with an axe, but then stops to, like, say something stupid, and it gets away in the, like, rafters in the walls. So this jack-in-the-box, that clown, lives twice because people pause to say fucking one-liners before finishing it off. Because later it happens with Howard as well. He's about to shoot with the shotgun, and then he pauses for a one-liner, and then... One of the fucking Yule lads, like, comes through the windows and stops him. I think he doesn't have any more bullets. That's another thing I saw for incontinuity. As per usual, both of them shot from those guns more than they ever would have been able to. Yeah. Yeah. She fucks up. The robot stabs Tom, and then the mom gets a gun and and shoots it. Mm -hmm. Then they all end up downstairs together. And they're like, Howard, what the fuck? And he's like, these gingerbread men. And then he's like, Rosie's a good dog, though. But then Rosie attacks the big dare clown creature because she goes into the the vent. And then you can hear them fighting up in the ceiling. And I was, like, really upset because I was like, this isn't going to end well for her. And I kept seeing stuff that she doesn't die, but it sounds like it eats her. No, but then 
No, it doesn't eat her. It doesn't? No, it falls through, and then it's fine. Does she run away? She runs, yeah. Oh. She's fine. Are you lying? No, I'm not. I swear to God. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to be, like, comforting. No, she lives. I didn't see her run away, because it does fall through the ceiling then, but I thought she was eaten. Oh, good for her. I'm going to go ahead, because my notes are making sense, I'm remembering them now. Yeah, Um, I went through a lot just then. So... I was trying to remember when Krampus gave a cheeky wink, and I was like, we don't meet Krampus till later, so I guess I don't have any notes until then. No, in the animation, when Krampus is leaving, he <laughs> gives the grandma a cheeky little wink, like, ah? He's kind of weird towards her. Yeah. And then I said, I love all the goofy little guys. And then when they're looking for the kids, they just go, Jordan, Stevie, again and again and again. And it sounded like, sound like um in a video game when you have a button to press a line like at the beginning of heavy rain when you're looking for your son and you just say the same thing over and over again and it just sounds so monotonous and not real and i just kept hearing jordan stevie jordan stevie and i just it stuck out to me and i said okay but the clown is awesome all the toys are well yeah there's also like a funny comical noise when one of them gets yanked. I thought that was weird. It was like a weird moment to add that in. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. I guess that's part of it being a comedy. They're they're getting got. They're being taken over. The slinky thing falls through, and then they think they're about to like finish off their clown. And Aunt Dorothy is not totally useless. She gets her hands on a gun and she starts shooting the creatures. I don't... She shoots the angel and the bear that also made their way downstairs. But then she's about to shoot the jester. But then, like, the elves and, like, a bunch of other creatures just, like, break in through the window all at once. That's right. It isn't Howard who fucks up. Dorothy goes to say something and that's when the elves break in. Yeah, okay. I was like, she definitely went to shoot him. And then the elves come in and, like, knock her ass out. And the jester starts clapping when all the elves mm-hmm. show up. And then he fucking hugs one of them. Yeah. And that's why he's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, he gets a bit of a personality because he loves his little evil friends. And it's kind of adorable. So, and just seeing that big, funky, like, practical effects creature just, like, clapping and hugging was mm-hmm. so fucking cute and funny. They chain up the other creatures, like the jester. Because he can't move great on his own. Yeah. And then they chain up Dorothy and they just yank her through the wall. And then as the jester's going, Howard goes and latches onto it and goes with. And if it wasn't clear, I'm calling Dare Clown the, the jester. jester. I'm I'm switching between those or the jack in the box thing. And We're actually referring to Jester from Critical Role. She also makes a guest appearance in this. Oh. <laughs> he clings on and gets drugged with because he said he's not going to leave his kid who's inside Dare Clown. That's fair. Yeah, so then Omi's like, I'm going to face Krampus. You all need to get the fuck out, and I'm going to deal with this. And she's saying all this in German, but Max is translating. Mm -hmm. And it's, I was kind of like, this is some, like, fairy tale folklore bullshit, because someone calls it some kind of bullshit. Fairy tale horseshit. And I was like, indeed. And then I was like, what the fuck is her old ass going to do? I just, I was hoping she would at least see him go, Rolichen Weihnachten. Which is Merry Christmas and then, like, just get fucking murdered. I thought that would have been such a good way to go. If you say so. I think that Krampus, when he shows up and confronts her, we get a good look at him then. His mouth is, like, funky. And then he's, like, sticking his tongue out at her. And I was like, 
Why is he erotic towards this woman? Okay, so was, like, the director deeply touched by uh, Nightmare on Elm Street growing up? Because there's a lot of tongues going near, like, ears and faces in this. <laughs> I think that there's maybe a lot of that throughout time. Well, in depictions of Krampus, he has a big, long tongue that sticks out. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so that's not odd from the photos i've seen okay. of more classic scary krampus it doesn't look like that because essentially he has like a mask on if mm -hmm. you look that's supposed to be like a mask kind of mimicking santa claus yes but his real face is under there and we don't really see it Which but I you do get his, his his uh tongue sticking out but i was like why is he being like sexual towards this grandma right now i am uncomfy so i don't know what that was about but then he just presents her with a sack of toys that probably murder her because they yeah. all seem quite evil she was like bold up until the point where she saw the sack of toys and then she got scared well, which yeah. like good for her because i wouldn't have lasted that long <laughs> and then the groundhog gets tommy when they're all running the groundhog yeah, they're all trying to get to that plow that's apparently a plow, and they all just kind of get, they get knocked off one by one. Yeah, they take the dad, they take Linda, they take the mom, they take, well, Stevie and Max are left, and they're trying to drive, and then Max says something like, we have a hybrid, I don't know how to drive stick, and I was like, why would you know how to drive your hybrid? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Yes, a hybrid doesn't drive differently than any other manual. What? And then the elves take Stevie. And they leave Max and his, he, does he confront Krampus then or does one of them leave the bell? One of them leaves the bell. Yeah, and it's wrapped in his like ripped up note that he he threw on the wind. Yeah. Does he say something like Omi or something like that? Because you said Yeah, something was said where it was like, oh, like Omi's bell. And I was like, thank you for clarifying. I couldn't fucking put that together. Yes, I'm a fucking idiot. Thank like, you. Like, all the parallels between them and their bond weren't fucking clear enough. Like, what? <laughs> I get it. Because also there was an advent calendar that was in the flashback for her story. That mm -hmm. They kept doing cutscenes of him opening. I guess it was to show days passing. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, I get it. There's a, there's a parallel here. So... He goes to Krampus. He's like, I want my family. Give me my family. Take me instead. And then the, the pits of hell open. And then they all got fucked. Yeah, no. I love that it did do the whole thing where it's like, oh, he's going to sacrifice himself and Krampus will forgive him. And Krampus pretends for like a couple seconds. And then Krampus is like, no, I'm going to fucking kill you too. Just kidding. He was just like laughing. And they were all just like, haha, you're stupid. Also, I thought the snow thing was Dare Clown. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me, but some of the stuff online was like the snow beast. Oh, I don't think it was Dare I, Clown. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, I really thought that was Dare Clown because he was a, he was outside anytime the snow beast attacked. Yeah, but like, I think it was just a snow beast. Huh. Dare I Clown didn't... didn't move that fast. Maybe in the snow. I don't He could worm. I don't. Okay, that's your opinion. Okay. Oh, I didn't think he was separate, but apparently the snow beast... I was just saying when the snow beast was getting... So this is why, I would, why though, because I was like, if you shoot through that, the dare clown, I feel like you're going to shoot whoever's in him. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was different with whatever the snow beast was, though. Because I was like, you're shooting at it when the kid is inside it. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, call Krampus out on his shit because he's like, why wouldn't you give a second chance? Why would you punish and not allow for, like... You know, mm -hmm. re repentance, reform. What What is the word? Prison should be reformed so that you can... Yeah. Rehabilitation! Yeah. 
why isn't there rehabilitation in this? You know, like mm-hmm. all systems. What the fuck? Um, I also noticed he had his mouth was big and creepy, but he had goat eyes. Yes, we got to see his goat eyes, and then at the end, I just went ugh, because the ending ugh. is that the the pits of hell open up, and then he wakes up on Christmas, and there's no storm, and he opens his little advent calendar, and he goes down, and everyone's happy and good. And I was like, oh, did you get your thing? Like, Because he tried to make it a new wish, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, go off, ruin the whole film. And I was like, but this is hazy looking, so it can't be just a new reality. And then they zoom, then, then he gets the Krampus bell as a gift, and everyone looks around at each other, and by this this bell says greetings from Camp Krampus in German on it. And everyone gets a weird vibe. And then it zooms out. And they actually just live in a snow globe on a shelf in Krampus's workshop. With so many other snow globes. Mm-hmm. It was giving a white Christmas from Black Mirror. Mm. Did you see that one? I, I think we watched it together, but I don't remember. Um, it's the one with John Hamm where... In the- she's like a... Weren't there several stories in that one? Yes. Okay, yeah. I only really remember the one with him where she's a a smart speaker, though. Is that what you're talking about? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's he's like in this isolated little cabin thing. And I think somebody else shows up or he's just I, alone. I don't remember it that well. In the end, I think he's being punished and he's just trapped in a snow globe. Huh. Mm-hmm. I think it's giving a lot of things. Yeah. It's definitely not an original idea that's mice trapped in a snow globe. It's giving Coraline. It's giving... Because her parents are trapped in a snow globe. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of being trapped in a snow globe that happens in, in, in horror, I guess. Yeah. There's some theories for what that is. Um, I think in that moment, I was like, okay, my initial reaction is that that's stupid. But also, I think maybe it's okay. I feel like he made that wish... But they can't go back to reality reality because they died. Mm-hmm. So now there's this wish version with their souls or something. And that's the best he can do. Very monkey paw-esque. Sure. And that's the film. Nice. I hope we didn't go on too much about details. I'm doing my best. I know you are. So would you like some history background extra bullshit? Yes, go. Great. It has a 66 on Rotten Tomato, a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. That is so much higher than I was I expecting. told you people liked it. Like, I think if you look at it from a certain angle, it's not that bad. But it depends on your angle. Yeah. No, I definitely think I'd enjoy it a lot more going back in and rewatching it. There were a lot of people on Letterboxd who was like, this is my favorite Christmas movie. Which, like, honestly, there's a low bar on Christmas movies. That's my opinion, though. Yes. Oh, I forgot to say. I meant to mention, but then you said something. When Rosie fights Der Clown after they shot that, he got Dogger Doherty got a call about how his own bulldog at home had passed away. She got sick and passed away. So that's weird. Coincidental. Sad. R.I.P. Doherty Doherty said that uh, seeing Krampus was love at first sight, and he wanted to make a horror Christmas movie about him. The special effects were done by Weta Workshop, and they work on such things as Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit movies, Hellboy films, Narnia films, Avatar, Ragnarok slash Love and Thunder. Okay. So I was like, okay, yeah, you've got a good hold on doing some really fucking, like, ambitious effects. Yeah. 
I was like, that kind of explains why these effects are so fucking good. Yeah. Douglas Pipes does the score. He also did the score for Monster House and Trick or Treat, which is also a Doherty film. They used lots of different sounds in the score, such as chains, bells, bones, animals, and chants. Animal Hmm. noises. I was like, wish I had noticed. The visible breath that they have when they're outside was actually recorded by people separately standing in a freezer saying the lines and then got edited in afterward. That's sick. Yeah, but also those poor people in freezers. Because I don't I don't know if it was the actors. Oh, I assume not. Yeah, so they probably didn't get paid anywhere near as much as they should have to stand in the cold like that, saying all those lines. Don't say it's not that bad. Okay, standing in the cold's not that bad because like they can be bundled up and everything like that. They just need the breath coming out. Then you go do it. Okay, I will. Okay. It was originally supposed to be released in November, but they moved it to December to line up with Krampusnacht, an Austrian festival that we talked about. Um, And then in 2021, an extended Naughty Cut was released. It is only four minutes longer, though. But if you have the DVD, there's a bunch more bonus features. And that was actually something I saw a lot of people talking about on um, Letterboxd. They were like, here to talk about the Naughty Cut that added nothing to the film. Not sure why it was released. (laughs) I was like, okay, go off. I don't know what you're talking about, though. There has been a graphic novel and Weta Workshop has also released figures, um, a recreation of that bell, and a pin that could all be bought at one point or still can. And there were also three different Halloween masks of Krampus and two of the elves that have been released as far as like merchandising goes for this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Yule Lad, some of them have names or the elves. There's also Window Peeper and Sheep Coat Claude. Mm-hmm. And then Spirit Halloween had also had a full-on Krampus animatronic at one point. Nice. Which is kind of sick as fuck. I'd like to know, how do any of you have that? Because that sounds cool. This was the first Christmas-themed horror movie to come out since 2006. Mm. Because I guess they're not released that often because a lot of people are not fans of mixing the two mm-hmm. for the holidays. Uh, do you know what the one in 2006 was? Don't read it. Um, <laughs> Did you read it already? Is it Black Christmas? <laughs> you read it already. Yeah, it was the remake of Black Christmas, one of them. I was going to say, there was a more recent one, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's because of the Christmas horror controversy, they could only make it as a PG-13 film. Because mm. people were not going to go see a rated R version. So they had to dull it down to be a PG-13 one, I guess, if they wanted it to do well. With like, people already not liking Christmas horror. The Also, I don't know what this theme is of wanting the old logos for studios in your film. But he said... or. someone probably Doherty said that they wanted the 80s universal logo but no dice there's also a cutscene that has a news story about the blizzard coming and it names the fictional town of warren valley which is actually the town from trick-or-treat as a surrounding location that the storm will be hitting so there's a little easter egg for you oh my god Mm -hmm. the snow was made of diapers nice disgusting they could have just set that baby down though let it go wherever (laughs) oh yeah when did the baby die (laughs) did the baby die i think the baby was just still in the corner of the room when everyone got drug out i think i think the baby was yanked i think the baby was probably attached to the mom when she got eaten or something probably they did baby murder in this movie nice i didn't even realize i knew they did child murder damn they wanted to tell one of these more classic tales basically without Disneyifying it. They wanted it to not be defanged. No, I did very much like that with the whole thing at the end where like Krampus 
doesn't like redeem people or anything like that. Krampus is an evil thing that's going to do evil things. Yeah, he's meant to punish or whatever. Um, I yeah, I I like when we get these retellings because the original stuff is a lot more horrifying than what we get a lot of the time, you know, mm-hmm. nowadays or in in like D- Disney stories, especially. There's also apparently subliminal and secret occult imagery in the film. Nice. I don't know. So I guess we're cursed now. Fuck yeah. And then there's discourse around, is this hell that they are now in at the end or a second chance? Doherty didn't want to clarify, but a companion comic book was released that basically says that it's more of a second chance. Interesting. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. I mean, I kind of thought that that was what it was when I read the two theories. So I would say as far as themes goes, we talked about the whole, like, obviously, I feel like you can't make a Christmas thing without having some critique critique or comment on, like, capitalism and how the the magic and the spirit and the family and the tradition of Christmas kind of all gets fucking shit on and thrown to the side because people are out shopping and caught up in all this bullshit and whatever. And then I wrote the war on Christmas, lol, because I don't mean it in, like, keep christ in christmas i mean it as like the capitalists like war on christmas of like we have to all be together even though we're miserable and it's about money and it's about what we have and it's about what we can buy and whatever yeah you know so but then by the end you know it's about it's more about the love and gratitude and appreciation of the people around you and what you have or whatever although i do want to say you know, this is always a theme. If your family's abusive and shitty to you, you don't have to accept them. You don't have to stay with them. You don't have to love them. You don't even have to care about them. You're allowed to go as soon as it is something that you are prepared and able to do. Yes. That's, I don't like that message. Family, whatever. You don't have to when they are bad to you. Now, this family, I don't think anyone was like that awful to him from his immediate family. And he has like a loving grandma and stuff. So it's definitely kind of like, yeah. Some privilege bullshit a little bit. Like, oh, you have to deal with two days of your shitty cousins. I'm sorry. But whatever. Also, I read a thing about um, that I thought was interesting about, like, the otherness of immigrants being, like, a part of it. Mm. Because Omi mainly speaks German. And so there's, like, a disconnect. And then it was talking about, like, the the disconnect between, like, generations mm-hmm. because of, like, having to learn English and be, like, assimilated, essentially, and how, like, the disconnect between, like, a grandmother or father or whatever um, from the grandchildren can be so much bigger because a lot of the tradition is just, like, lost within, like, one generation of being in, like, America Mm -hmm. because of, like, the pressure to assimilate, like I said. So it's, like, you know, she's still speaking German mainly, And, like, some of them can kind of understand her. Mm -hmm. And, like, apparently Adam Scott's character can speak it back. But, uh, you know, he's so, like, like, he works there. He doesn't have an accent. None of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's trying to keep the, the, you know, we bake cookies alive. Homemade cookies as compared to store-bought ones. Or, you know, and the son is, like, has, I think, that camaraderie or that bond with her in tradition because he still wants to make an effort to believe in Santa in whatever way that means to him. Mm-hmm. Whether it's legitimately like there's a man out there or not, or if it's just like the spirit of it and what it's supposed to stand for. And his, um, you know, the traditions they're supposed to have, like watching Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. And those small things that you should try to make the effort to have with whoever is in your life. 
Mm-hmm. That's why I was like kind of pushing for us to have something we do yearly at one point because I just it makes it more special. Yeah. And like working in retail sucks the goddamn life out of you. God, I can't wait for the holiday season to be over. Yeah. Every year. It just ruins it. Mm-hmm. It just ruins you. And it's not fair. Thank God that Target at least closes on Christmas. Mm-hmm. But still. Jesus. Most places do, I think, but God. Christmas is Christmas on Sunday or Monday? It's a Sunday this year. Sweet, so I have two days off in a row. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yeah. And you need that recuperation after fucking interacting with so many goddamn people yeah. leading up to the holidays and then your own fucking family or loved ones or whatever. Because whether you actually like them or not, being around people a lot is a difficult task for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But do you have anything to add about those themes and such? No. No? No. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I just feel like I ranted at you. Well, you're right. Thank you. Uh, I said that those cousins are queer. Okay. You don't agree? I don't disagree. I, I said it during the movie and you agreed, but I understand that there's a lot to unpack with that assumption. Mm-hmm. But I had nothing else queer to say about it, except that I'm going to believe that all of those creatures are genderless beings of beautiful chaos. Derek Clown has T-boy swag. Valid. Do you think any of them are baby girl? No. Okay. <laughs> but i felt uh, uh those cousins gave off gay vibes obviously and then we made the comment of like he's gonna raise them in a way where it's like oh he's mad he doesn't have more sons or whatever so he raises them to be more aligned with how he would raise sons or whatever and that like gendering you know that's like bullshit in general though oh, but then like he's gonna like not love them anymore if they came out as gay what you know what huh that one was remix Scotty Hours Cold Foot or whatever. That's Baby Girl. That Yule Lad. The one of the Yule Lads was Baby Girl. One of the Yule Lads. Was Baby oh, Girl. I need to tell you about the voices for and the. Sorry, I didn't talk about who played some of these creatures. Was it Howie Mandel? No, not no. this time. But get excited, y'all will recognize some of the names. Is it Vin Diesel? No. Oh. <laughs> Is it critical role, people? No, it's stupid bullshit. Ready? Sorry, so Krampus was played by Luke Hawker as the person in the suit. Okay. Not the voice. He also is mother in I Am Mother, like, in the suit, and has done a lot of work, like, in suits and stuff as, like, orcs and stuff from Lord of the Rings. Okay. And then Gideon Emery voiced Krampus. He's from Teen Wolf, Star Wars, Clone Wars, and a bunch of video games. Okay. I was going to say, are they video games? I know. Give it a chance. I don't know if I cared enough to take a screenshot, though. That was a lot. I didn't know what you knew and what you didn't. Oh, I also wanted to talk about one of the people who made this for a moment, too. Oh, he voices Mark Spector in Moon Knight in some Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, He's in Final Fan. Oh, he's Biggs in Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Yeah, just random video games. No way. No iconic roles that I would recognize. Oh, he's Copperhead and Captain Boomerang in Lego DC. Whoa. Oh, he was Copperhead in Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. That was a good movie. Okay, can I tell you about the gingerbread men? Mm-hmm. Who you probably barely even heard anything come out of their mouths? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, they barely talk, but gingerbread men Lumpy Dumpy and Clumpy are played by Seth Green, Justin Roiland, and Breen Burns. Who's Justin? Oh my god, right? You know yeah. Who Justin yeah. Who's Sorry, Breen that was Barn? in the that was in the that was in the wrong order. Lumpy was Seth Green, Dumpy was Breen Burns, and Clumpy was Justin Roiland. So, Seth Green, if you don't know, he was in Austin Powers. He's uh, 
Dr. Evil's son. He's in Scooby-Doo 2, dating Velma. He is... He apparently voices Howard the Duck in the Guardians movies. Mm-hmm. You knew that? Yeah. I did not. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's Chris Griffin on Family Guy. He is like a co-creator of Robot Chicken and does a bunch of voice on there. And then I guess he's one of the main voices on in Mass Effect, too. He was one of the kids in It. He was Richie. What? He was Richie. He's Richie in It? Yeah, the original. What? Why didn't that come up when I was looking? I don't know. That's fucked up. That's crazy, everyone. I didn't know. Damn. That man's been in so much shit. He really has. I probably couldn't even... (laughs) Anyway. uh, Brain Burns helped create Bravest Warriors. Oh. I have a screenshot, but my phone just fucking died. Can you bring up Brain Burns Wikipedia? Because it was interesting. I'll come back to that in a moment. Justin Roiland, if you don't know, is one of the creators of Rick and Morty, and he does the voice of Rick and Morty and a bunch of other characters. He is also Lemon Grab on Adventure Time, as well as Lemon Hope, and is Blinden Blenden or whatever on Gravity Falls as well, as well as like a bunch of other side shit throughout animation. Yes. Yes. So... Also interesting about Breen Burns, but also was an animator on Little Bill. Um, but mainly, uh, Bravest Warriors is a show that was made by Pendleton Ward, who also made Adventure Time. So he worked on that. But it has been announced that Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment is developing Alistair Arcane, the 2014 graphic novel rec- created by Steve Niles and Breen Burns. Jim Carrey has signed on to star and executive produced the movie adaptation with Eli Roth attached to direct. What the fuck? I thought Jim Carrey was literally done acting. Like I, I, don't, I don't, yeah. I'm like, Jim Carrey's going to be in a movie fucking directed by Eli Roth? Because I remember when the news came out and somebody was like, his last role was literally as Dr. Robotnik in Sonic 2. But also, so is that going to be a horror then? I Because doesn't Eli Roth really only do horror? I don't know who Eli Roth is. Eli Roth, I think that's the, yeah, Cabin Fever and Hostel. Okay. Yeah, The Green Inferno. Oh. Which is that one about cannibalism. Yeah. And is like weird and racist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eli Roth. <laughs> so I thought that was weird and interesting for anyone who cares. Because I'm assuming that's going to be some type of fucking uh, horror movie. I, maybe not though. He was also he also served as a concept artist and main titles designer for Trick or Treat. Which of course ties him back in with the director yeah. of this film. Or the writer of this film. So it's a hot dog guy and invaders him. Oh. Movie. Nice. Didn't he, like, make it? Yeah, he worked on it. Yeah. He was supervising producer of the 2019 Whoa. Netflix animated Invader Zim movie. Enter the Floribus, which sounds like a Rick and Morty thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I really weird. I wouldn't have known if I hadn't read it. Yeah. Why, what would you give this for a rating? Is it boring to say 2.5? Cause, like, you, you didn't like it that much. 2.5 is average. I don't know what you're talking about. 3 is average. No? No, 2.5 is average. Because mm. one, you have one star, two star, three I get star, it, I get star. it. If you're going by out of five. I'm right. I gave it a three out of five. Krampus tongues. Okay. Felt mid for me. Although that special effects was great. So what are you saying for your rating? Uh, 2.7. 2.7? Mm. Is it 2.7 out of five? That's what I decided on. Okay. Uh, 2.7 snow groundhogs out of 5. Great. Who Who's fuckable? Hey, Adam Scott, if you ever just want to come here and fuck no, up my entire no, life. No, 
You want to know who was fuckable? Homie. <laughs> yeah. You know who was fuckable? Homie was weirdly a babe. Krampus. Krampus, you want to show me what that tongue do? <laughs> no. You. He's a goat. He's a goat man. That's bestiality. It's not bestiality. You're wrong. It's not bestiality. He never says real words. You don't even know if he can speak. That's weird. That's weird. You don't need to speak to consent. Sure, but when he's part animal, you don't know. You're telling me he doesn't have intelligence. You're telling me he doesn't have human-like intelligence. I don't know. It very much seems like he did. They seem driven by like chaos and stuff. Whatever. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Howard. Really? Yeah. Weird. Who was yours? Dare Clown. Oh, I was. Dare Clown. I mean, yeah. Or Rosie the Bulldog. <laughs> You know what? I'm changing mine. You know I'm not going to pick a human when I have these creatures. And Dorothy. And Dorothy? Ew! I love her. Oh, God. That was infuriating. Love a drunk man. If I'm going to pick an actual person, I mean probably Tony Collette because I find her relatable. Yeah, I figured that's what it was. <laughs> but Dare Clown. Uh, what would you do? I don't know. I would simply... I refuse to go out in the cold because I'm a huge baby. I would just be one of the kids. I'd be one of the... You'd be baby? I'd be baby. Okay. I'd get yanked. <laughs> I think I'd be like in Max's position. I feel like I'd be the one to get fed up and throw, like, fucking be dramatic about it. Throw my little letter out the window. I don't know, though. I mean, I find Beth more relatable. But I guess if I were Max's age, that would be more relatable. Mm-hmm. If I were a parent, I'd be like, oh, me protect my ass. Like, oh, me, I know you know something. Tell me what to do. Keep mm-hmm. that fire going. I wouldn't have fallen asleep. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have fallen asleep when that fire went out. I, I could would've. not have. Yeah, you would have been done. Mm. I don't know that I could have fallen asleep. But also, I'd be so fucking bored. You would have read a book by the firelight. I think I would have hid away. I'd be like, I can't be around you. This is so stressful. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Give me a would you rather. Would you rather go on a date with Dare Clown or the three gingerbread men? No, 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 no. Or uh, what? what's her name? Perkta? Perkta. Go on a date? Yeah. Hmm. Dare Clown. Oh, so you're in divorce. No, I'd just like to have a chat. Okay. I'd like to say, can I shovel hamburgers in there? <laughs> and then you let me go? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather, would you rather get eaten by the snow beast or set on fire by a gingerbread man? Oh, fuck. Um, because I don't care about getting eaten. It's getting eaten in the cold that bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, probably eaten in the cold because I'm going to be more numb at that point. I would hope that would be quicker than being on fire. I think I'd get eaten by the snow beast. I think it's at least more fun and dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you have eaten that gingerbread man when it came down from the chimney oh no me either i would have been like the fuck is that i would have went and started that fire so goddamn quick would you if a gingerbread man was evil but not straight up trying to kill you but you knew eventually he was going to kill you would you eat him like while well, he's sentient and living and that was the only way you could kill him would you eat him if they had come at me like they did the, to Howard, I would have started chomping on him. Okay, but so that didn't kill him either, though. He bit its head and it was like, and then it still did its job. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I could. They were pretty big. I was happy that Rosie ate the one. Mm-hmm. Gizmo's too dainty about eating. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to do that. He would have been like, 
He would have been like, he would have taken would have been, a bite and dropped it. He would have he would have run screaming if he could scream. Did you have any product placements? Um, I think I saw there was a poster. I'm kidding. I didn't see that. Like, oh, did. you're an ass. Um, wait. No, I do have a product placement. Say it. DHL. DHL. <laughs> That's so true. There was probably more. I was more focused on like the feelings that the Black Friday scene was evoking than like what maybe what products I might have seen in the background. But and and I read about this later. But in Max's room, he has a robot chicken poster, mm. and I was like, ah. Because Seth Green, I guess. Yeah. There was another poster, too, but I didn't quite catch it, and I forget what it was. It might have been, like, a Trick or Treat poster or something. I don't remember. It was some other nod, I think. Mm. Oh, it was a Rick and Morty poster, and I didn't write it down because I was like, I don't like Rick and Morty, and I'm ashamed of you right now, Max. So I just didn't write down that I saw the Rick and Morty poster. Was Rick and Morty out in 2015? Yeah. Really? I was fully a fan when we started dating. Remember? Oh, yeah, it was too, I was started like, dating in 2016. Wow. Yeah, and then the, towards the beginning of that, when I was living in that house, season two got dropped. But they did mm. an April Fool's thing. I don't even fucking remember. But I was, like, very excited. And I got that Meeseeks box, for, box game for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> but I was then. So, yeah, that first season. I, thought, I think I watched that first season with my ex. So, yeah, definitely. 2013. Can you believe it? Why is that live action? I don't know. Wait, is that? That's that kid. Yeah, that's the kid from It. Is that the fucking, is that Doc? Is it, look, go up. Is that Doc from Thingy? Show me. Live action one. Teaser trailer, I assume. That's yep. him! <laughs> oh, jeez. No. Shut the fuck up. I hate it. I oh my it. god let's finish this out all right <laughs> just fuck that shit fuck it anyway i said next week we'll be discussing krampus <laughs> next week we will be dis- discussing big booty bitches maybe uh i think next week's gonna be one of those update ones okay because we don't have time to watch a movie i don't know that we'll have a time a time in the following weeks but we have to plan for a party this week Mm-hmm. And I did our schedule, and I was like, I don't know when the fuck we'd watch a movie, and I don't know when the fuck I would do all this research. So, we didn't do one. I forgot about it. We didn't do one for November. We did the Halloween one, and then just, like, started trucking on. So, this one, that update one, won't will come out the day after Christmas, I think. Mm. So, it'll be a holiday special of us talking about what we watched over the last two months, essentially. Okay. Yeah, because I did, I did have a holiday watch list thing, and I watched some of it, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so with that all being said, you can find us on Instagram at Queerful Fears Pod or on Letterbox at Sid619 to look at the watch list of everything that we have discussed so far on the podcast. Please rate, like, or comment on wherever you are listening to us. And until then, this has been Queerful Fears with your hosts, Sydney and Elsie. Say goodbye to your fears and hello to your queers. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, Bye, queers. Homosexuals. Elsie's worried about faggots being too problematic. Yeah, faggots are problematic. I'm also worried about the off. word faggots. <laughs>